a group of four or five reporters were able to meet with Graham Neff, the Clemson Athletics Director, one of those who went into that meeting, David Hood, senior writer for TigerNet. He joins us now on Sports Talk, just fresh off the football practice field, so it's been a busy day. But, David, we thank you for joining us very much. And your visit with Graham Neff, and you put on TigerNet that Neff told you guys that uh, Brad Brownell would be back next season. Why do you think he uh, went forward with that? I mean, sometimes ADs just don't say anything because they feel like they have nothing to say, and if, they, if they're not going to be making a change, there's nothing to say. Why do you think he went public with the uh, endorsement for at least another year? Well, you know, I think part of it is, is the fact that he, he came out with that letter last year that said the, you know, the NCAA tournament was the goal and that, that would be the goal for this year and they would revisit things. And uh, so with Clemson missing the tournament, making the NIT, understanding that there would probably be a lot of conversation about is Brad going to be back? Is he going to get fired? Or, you know, will he be retained for another year? He just wants kind of squash any rumors, uh, any distractions for the basketball team and just say, you know, Brad Brunell's coming back. And he said he met with him at uh, 7 a.m. the morning after the the ACC tournament game and just said, hey, let's start preparing for next year. Because he feels like Clemson was was an NCAA tournament team that uh, kind of got, uh, you know, hosed, jab, whatever you want to say. Mm. Uh, but he feels like this was an NCAA tournament team and they would roll with Brad for next year. Well, it's certainly good news for Brad. I mean, they didn't do anything to the contract. The contract runs through 26. And, I mean, today, with the transfer portal, I mean, people want to have a four- or five-year contract to show recruits and all that. But really, David, with the with the transfer portal, and I know they still recruit high school players, and maybe in some some way that's an issue, but with the transfers who can come in and help you right away, and I'm sure they're going to hit the portal again, that's not a factor whatsoever. It's not, you know, and, and Graham was actually talking about, uh, you know, everybody said, well, this was an older team this year, and he said he expects it to be an older team next year because he expects Brad to go right back out to the portal. Uh, they are expecting P.J. Hall to come back for another year. Um, you know, a lot of the guys that were younger players, that they got a lot of playing time this year. Ian Shefflin's coming back. You know, he said he expects it to be a little bit of an older team next year. So, yeah, recruiting has, has definitely changed with the portal, especially in, in college basketball. Uh, no chance Hunter Tyson will squeeze a seventh year out of his college career, huh? No, he, you know, he's not on that uh, Darian Rencher, Will Sweeney, uh, James Kalski <laughs> plan. He's, uh, he's definitely gone. Uh, what a great year he had and what a terrific career he had at Clemson. Of course, they still have games to play. What did you take from listening to Brad? And maybe, I don't know if you talked to any players or not, but they play on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock against Moorhead State. Now, the dangerous game is the first one, and I guess if you can win that first one, then you feel like you're in a tournament and you start to get your juices going because the competition gets better. Do you get the feeling they can get over the NCAA tournament snub and be focused and ready to play on Wednesday? Yeah, you know, I guess that's, that's kind of the, the big question. I think Brad thinks that they can. Uh, you know, he, he you know, talked about a little bit about – uh, this is the final chance for a lot of these players. Maybe you thought senior day was it for Hunter Tyson or uh, Brevin Galloway. Now you get another chance or two or three to play in front of a home crowd. And uh, yeah, there's some tough games out there because if you look at it, maybe there's a potential Vanderbilt waiting down the road or a, a UAB. And some of the metrics say that UAB would be a better team than Clemson. Uh, you know, so so now you know you're you're going to be in a fight. You can't just walk out there. So uh, I, I think he thinks he has his. 
team's attention and that their attention will be on trying to to make it out to Las Vegas. And that you know that's another thing. Not in New York City this year. The, the NIT semifinal finals are going to be held out in Las Vegas uh, in, in a minor league hockey arena attached to a casino. Oh, really? Nice. Yes, not at Madison Square Garden. Going to be at Orleans Arena. Hmm. And not going to be at the UNLV Arena. Okay. Yeah, that caught me by surprise last night when I was uh, writing my story and realized, read where it was going to be in Las Vegas. I said, what? And I went back. They announced that in January. I totally missed that. They announced that in January. But this is not the first time. I also went back and looked. Maybe it was you, Chris, or somebody pointed out to me. Uh, two years ago, they played yeah. it in Texas, uh, the semifinals of the NIT in Texas. So I think that's kind of uh, – I don't know what the motivation is, the rationale behind it. I thought part of the allure of the NIT was a chance to go to New York for a few days and play <clears throat> in the world's most famous arena, and uh, and that would be something important to college basketball people. But anyway – before we let you go, Graham Neff also mentioned to you folks something about a new $40 million basketball-related uh, uh, structure they're going to be building at Clemson. What details do you have on that? Well, he just said it's going to be you know, kind of like football has that operations facility. This will be a home for both Clemson men and, and women's basketball with uh, a nutrition center, a, a weight center in there, going to be kind of in that corner, if anybody knows Clemson really well what they call the It Take Corner there at the corner of Death Valley, across from Little John Coliseum. He said he wants it to be connected. Uh, not going to break ground on that this year, so has to get some state approval and then approval by the Board of Trustees. But $40 million earmarked for that uh, to kind of maybe hopefully take Clemson to, to the next level. Hmm. Interesting. David, one final thought on Clemson not getting into the NCAA tournament and listening to uh, Coach Brownell talk today, and Phil and I kicked this around earlier. He struck me as as a coach that was almost somewhat confused about the what kept his team out. And my point about this is if you're a college coach trying to qualify for any tournament postseason play and you don't quite understand the criteria, doesn't that make your job twice as hard? Shouldn't the NCAA maybe set out some guidelines that every selection committee can use Maybe not the blueprints all the way through, but at least some guidelines that they follow each and every year. So there is somewhat, of, at least somewhat, for lack of a better term, somewhat some pattern that allows these coaches to have an understanding as to what they need to do to get into the tournament. Yeah, I'm great. you know, that's a great question and something that we asked uh, Graham Neff about. I said, you know, in looking at future scheduling, you would think that you would almost rather uh, go 5-5 five and five in your non-conference schedule against Quad one and quad two teams go go five and five against them, then ten and zero against quadrant three and four teams. You know you bring in a lot of teams that you should be you know rather handily you try and get, and get your team ready to play that way. And Graham said absolutely that that's something that they have to look at. And uh, you know, they have what they call watchers conference watchers inside the NCAA you know uh, tournament committee's room uh, when they're going over. Hey, what are you looking for? And it's almost like the committee right now is looking at losses more than they are at wins. But Graham was talking about Clemson played in that tournament earlier this year where uh, they beat Cal. But if they had perhaps played TCU and even lost to TCU rather than beating Cal, then, then maybe their metric is even higher. So I think it's confusing for everybody. Uh, he said that's one of the things that the athletic directors inside the ACC, ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips, they're all kind of meeting about to go figure – you know, exactly what do we need to do? Like, what has to happen? Do we not need to schedule Sacred Heart, uh, you know, and NC State? Do we need to go get more 
you know, mid-major, somebody like that, let us know what we need to do because scheduling is done for the most part by coaches and their staff. It's not done by an AD like it's done in football. And they, they need to figure out, hey, what do we need to do there? Yeah. It's so confusing, it's as if NASCAR were running the selection process. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know, change lanes, switch lanes, choose lanes. Now the lane choosing is longer than it was last week. And I'm serious. It's like they have a different rule book every, every week. Last thing, David, uh, anything significant coming out of football practice today? Uh, no, not really. We met with Mike Reed, who's, the, of course, the assistant head coach, cornerback's coach. But uh, he was telling us tonight that he, he sent in a little bit of a, a hunger with this team that the way last season finished uh, with the losses to South Carolina, the loss to Tennessee, uh, kind of not what Clemson expects. And then he sees a little different hunger uh, with the defense. And then, you know, something Clemson fans don't like to hear. I asked Malcolm Green, uh, the cornerback, you know, or any of the wide receivers standing up. To and he just kind of looked at me kind of blankly and, and said, no, not, not really. And so for a team that has had some wide receiver issues over the, the past year or two, probably not what Clemson fans want to hear. Okay, my friend. Hey, thank you so much. We really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, David. Have a great rest of the night. Talk to you again soon. May see you up there Wednesday. I appreciate it, guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right, David Hood from TigerNet. Appreciate him being with us here on Sports Talk and sharing that info with us.